Episode number 181 of the Sane Asylum. I'm your host, Giuseppe. Those with clearances above top secret, call me the G-Man. And what a week it was. Everybody's been Skyping me, emailing me, telegramming me. What about that guy, California Paul? And uh, it it turned out to be the thriller from Callzilla, as Howard Cosell would have said. And and Cosell would have gone, down goes I.O., down goes Io, and it was it was bizarre. And but first things first is like every brilliant marketing guy, he rebrands every week. And so uh, we're we're not joined by California, Paul. We're joined by NNP, Northern Nevada, Paul. So NNP, are you there? What is your name? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. <laughs> <laughs> little a uh, little conspiracy between uh, Sam and I there, Giuseppe. Always nice. Nice, nice. That was awesome. The name is not important, but the geographical location certainly is. At least you're out of California, man. You you were there as Rome burned for decades, and now you're in a sweet place. I know where you are. I love that part of the country, right where you are. Well, literally, there's uh, street names around here like Ponderosa, Cartwright, High Chaparral. Uh, it really is uh, quite uh, something. And the one thing I notice is when I go down into the valley, you know, into the you know, the, the Washoe Valley, which I'm really appreciating the beauty of this place. Unlike, I mean, I used to come up here a lot before just to have fun and gamble and so forth. But when you mm-hmm. 
look around a little bit and take your time. And there's so many things that, you know, can't escape your attention, including uh, the percentage of white people in uh, public service jobs and retail. It's just it's it's fantastic. I got to tell you. Uh, I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. You call somebody out to the house or, you know, you go to a mechanic or any number. Of, you're going to almost always have a white person there. It's really you go to fast food. I swear to God, there's white people working in fast food. It's it's really something. And the other thing that I noticed is the lack of graffiti. No beaner graffiti. I haven't seen on any overpasses, underpasses, uh, you know, railroad trestles. All the, in the Bay Area, literally, it's just every opportunity they have to deface the side of anything. Right. Low-life beaners and spicks with very little artistic skill. Although some of them do have a way with a paint can. I will give yeah, them yeah. that. But nobody asks them to, Okay. And it's not the kind of thing that you would consider beauty or culture, right? It's on occasion some mild, colorful interest. Um, but before we go much further into the show, I'd like to uh, have a brief moment of, uh, well, not silence. And, I, I, you know, I don't want to say that because people would think I'm being sarcastic and a hypocrite, and I don't believe in being that. But a moment of, uh, shall we say, recognition for what's taking place over there in uh, Palestine with the poor, persecuted uh, Jewish people and all the sufferings that they've undergone throughout history. Okay, now that that moment has passed, let's, <laughs> let's have a real moment of recognition for the passing of a great American iconic legend, Dick Butkus. If there ever was a representation of Midwest badass white manhood it's dick butkus if you just watch films of him you just are amazed at uh, the uh, shall we say the skill and ferocity with which he played his position and this just kind of folds into uh, i figured since i'll come on now and then uh, thanks to your good graces i might as well work in a couple of uh campaign platforms here and there since sure. the I now have a campaign manager, by the way, Mary in Arizona is temporarily. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's great. Anyway, here's what I was thinking for the border. Okay, because what about the border, Paul? What about the border? Well, here's my suggestion: we train and clothe all the border patrol agents right there along the Rio Grande in the Dick Butkus technique for clotheslining people that are coming across the border. So, if you could just picture it, we put them in like Chicago Bear uniforms. And we have, you know, maybe uh, maybe jazz up the uniforms with some spikes and some other such things and just treat, teach them how to really take care of these illegal border crossings. And uh, if we just work that in with the severed Mexican heads on on poles, right? On we can't pipe, forget the heads. Yeah. yeah, we can't forget the severed heads every 50 yards or so. Uh, and the people want to say, well, what, gosh, where are we going to get these severed heads, Paul? Well, we could start with that really uh grotesque disgusting little spick that ran those people over on on uh, bicycles that's the most recent one we could start combing through all the prisons uh for all these uh, illegals that are doing uh very very long sentences or life for crimes of violence we could start there and work our way and i'm sure as you've noticed uh, everywhere you go there's no shortage of these uh, mexicans where we might be able to make use of their heads uh, other than that, I'm going off the rails here a little bit, but I think you understand where I'm coming from, and I do understand if you wish, you um, might want to address the IO controversy from last week. Maybe you want to say a few words or something. Well, yeah, but first I want to get your thoughts on I, I when we were living in the Southwest in the early 21st century, would get all around that area up to Vegas and Reno and all that, but I haven't been there in, uh, what is it, since uh, 05. 
So what the heck happened? You know, I mean, Vegas is full of mestizo Indians. How come Reno is such a a, a, a paradise for whites? Well, th- there's plenty here uh, working uh, down. They do, there's a lot of warehouse jobs and a lot of, uh, you know, they do a lot of, uh, you know, other types of work down here. But it's not the numbers, and they're in their sections. Where I'm at, which is like what you call the the foothills, the highlands, the mountains, it's basically 99%, uh, you know, I mean, it's so it's, it depends on the geographically. So there, there's not as many as there is in Vegas, that's for sure. But uh, the fact of the matter is, is it's a noticeable as in order of magnitude drop off from California. Wow, that's really cool. Now, before we get into the IO thing, uh, in in the Odyssey chat, there's a great guy, Dbot805, and he's like, uh, gee, please ask Paul if you ever got the audio book, the audible book, The Great Red Dragon. Have you ever heard of The Great Red Dragon and have you ever heard it? Yes, no, I have actually uh, listened to parts of it. It's been referenced multiple times, and this may be the same caller who called into Richard Carey's show uh-huh. uh, several occasions and told me about it when I was on his show. Um, so, yeah, I don't have a working familiarity with it, but I do know what it's about, and I have, uh, shall we say, shall I say, exposed myself to uh, to parts of it. So, yeah, it's uh, it's great. It also goes right along with uh, Red Symphony and that sort of a thing. You know, mm-hmm. little same same topic. Um, but here's what I would say. I know that you and I, for all the listeners out there, Giuseppe and I spoke about and texted about what happened with right. uh, Paul. And I just wanted to say, I think Giuseppe knows this. I didn't mean anything. I didn't mean to start anything, as I, I often say. I don't want to throw a hand grenade into the discussion. But I think what occurred is, uh, shall we say, illustrative of what, in many cases, we are dealing with with black people, even intelligent black people. And I have had black friends, just as you have, Giuseppe, and I'm a decent guy. I'm a nice guy. I don't go around calling people niggers. I don't use the N-word, so on and right, so me forth. Too. Except yeah. you know, in certain situations, the same sort of situation that, say, Chris Rock uses the N-word or that Tom, Tommy Sotomayor uses the N-word, right? These are all people that understand the problem very clearly. And right. that's when you have large numbers of blacks, not small, manageable levels of a higher you know, shall we say caliber, but large numbers of blacks, you're going to get the behavior of blacks, okay? Because blacks have a behavior that you might call endogenous to their species. It's not a secret, and anybody that would deny this, in my opinion, cannot be trusted. Now, the reason for my call last week, as I mentioned, was because of this woman, Galen, who called in. It had Mm -hmm. nothing to do with Io, and I'll state for the record— I don't have any problem with Io or any other, uh, you know, educated and or well-mannered black man who has a political view or an agenda or especially somebody who writes a book exposing the Jewish problem and wants to bring that to the attention of as many people as possible. Hey, that's a good thing, okay? But, you know, there's people that have surmised that Galen was probably some, you know, Jewish woman and maybe she right. was an, I, I don't know. Okay? Who knows, right, yeah. You, but, but here's the thing, that the tactic that she engaged in and what she brought up is, is typically feminine and it may indeed be typically Jewish. And I'm just going to recount just part of the call, what prompted me to call, okay? Mm-hmm. Here's what she said, quote, if we're supposed to be fighting the common enemy together, you know, black and white united, there are some factions of the white side 
of that. First of all, they must drop the N-word and references to Dindu, references to low IQ, and all those, quote, put-downs because it brings about a jaw-dropping level of, quote, immaturity. Really? So, in other words, we're immature when we talk about things that are real, okay? We've all seen, in fact, one of the greatest quotes I ever heard years ago by Andrew Anglin, who said, nowadays, a cell phone camera and a YouTube video equals truth about black behavior, okay? And we all have seen it. It's been on many channels. Still on YouTube. I'm surprised they don't take them all down. And, of course, it's been on one of my favorite sites, which unfortunately is not around for a while now, World Truth Video. We can all see and perhaps we've all experienced in life what the behavior of very low IQ, uh, what I I call ghetto thug savage Negroes is like. Mm -hmm. Okay, And let's not make any mistake about it. In fact, what I said in the call was let's not pretend. And that's a very broad statement. But what I meant, okay, by that is, of course, there's a lot of issues that we have, whether the Jew is behind this or not. In other words, bringing millions of blacks into the European society or bringing millions of blacks into America or Canada or Australia or anywhere else is nothing but destruction. It would be bad enough if they were, say, for example, a net zero, all right, or if they were just simply useless or simply worthless, which right. most are, okay? But it's worse than that because they are a net negative, a destructive force in society. And I had this stupid analogy in my head the other day. I said, imagine if all these blacks that we've seen washing up on the shores of Italy in, in these big boats, and every white man feels a certain way when he sees that. I don't have to articulate the feeling. We all know how we feel when we see a boatload of blacks from Africa washing up on shore and what this portends for not only the town that they're coming into, but down the road for the, shall we say, the biological future and the societal future of whatever white civilization they're going to be a part of. So I imagine this little stupid scenario. Imagine they're given all these little tiny scalpels. And they're allowed just to go make these surgical cuts into the lower abdomen of some women and play around with the ovaries and mess around with the white DNA. No way would we put up with that. But yet it's perfectly okay and, of course, even promoted that these Arabs and these blacks, these disgusting creatures that are 65, 70, 75 IQ, nothing like us at all, they can go ahead and they can put their penis in a white woman and give birth to children. Okay, or that they're promoted by the uh, by the media and the advertisement. I know that you, just like me, occasionally watch TV and you can see clearly what's going on. So we object to the Jew. Sure. But more than anything, we object to what the Jew is doing, which is putting blacks in our face constantly. You cannot literally watch a commercial without a black person or a black person with a white person, a black man with a white woman or a white man with a black woman and various uh, shades of mulattoes. And then, of course, all know what they're doing with mayors and DAs and police chiefs. Why is it that every time a police chief takes to the microphone, he's black? You cannot help. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Hey, but hold on, Paul. We should probably stop for a second because we're talking about uh, these uh, these various shades of brown and black uh, uh, putting their uh, their hoo hoos into white women and, and pumping a load. So I think, Sam, if you could cue up. Clip number one, at this point, it's very important to, to run a public service announcement for young white women. Clip number one, Sam, a poignant public service announcement for white young women. 
He beats her. He abuses her. He cheats on her. He lies to her. He steals from her. He's given her sexual diseases. He'll get her pregnant and leave her. Her children will be violent savages. And she deserves it all because she's a race-mixing traitor. Burn the coal. Pay the toll. This public service announcement has been brought to you by Black Crimes Matter. Burn the coal, pay the toll. And that's exactly what you're describing, Paul. And and I do want to uh, uh, say a few things. I mean, you've been, you're on fire as always, uh, NNP, Northern Nevada, Paul. And and the first thing is, um, is Dick Butkus. When I was a little boy living 90 miles uh, north of Chicago, the entire state of... <clears throat> of Wisconsin was batshit crazy for the Packers and Vince Lombardi, right? And I was a bright, as we both were very bright young little boys. So I started watching football at three years old with my uncles and older cousins and father and everything. And and it was I I saw in their prime the the Hallis Bears twice a year play the Lombardi Packers. And on one side of the ball you had the magnificent beast dick buckus and the packers had their own magnificent beast uh ray nishke and that was man's football man those guys used to wear those huge thick pads and they would bring it and they didn't make a lot of money they just did it for the love of the game and the love of winning and so i just wanted to dick buckus was a great guy and he had a, a amazing life and uh rest in peace dick buckus and secondly <clears throat> that you know um to me, as most people see, there's plenty of every race, every tribe that has incredibly brilliant, incredibly creative, incredibly talented individuals. It goes without saying. I mean, of course, there's plenty of bigoted racists who judge anybody if they're got a, a Chinese or they're black or they're a mestizo Indian. And and I know we've had this discussion off air many times. We don't do that. We we we're, we're our heads are on a swivel these days as we get older because you never know what's coming your way. But basically, you interact with anybody. I, I I'm friendly to them, and typically I always get you know chit chat, friendly chit chat back, no matter if it's white, black, mestizo, Indian, Mexican, you know, uh, a Muslim. There's Muslims here in Stafford County, and and that's cool. That's how the world should work. But what the problem is, is we're not concerned with the, say, the 75 percent of of the black Americans who get it, who get. And some of them have just done unbelievably well. Look at Oprah Winfrey. Look at the, the black people who started uh, a BET. Look at look at all these athletes like LeBron James. I mean, the guy's a billionaire for just playing a game we both love to play as kids. And so they've had plenty of opportunity like everybody else. The point is, is it's not the people who obey the rules, the people who grew up to some form of adult who know how you should operate in a community, in a city. That's not who we're talking about. We're talking about these unbelievable Jew-created savages, these subhuman groids that are becoming more and more of a problem for everybody. I mean, ask those three libtards that one uh, 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 that one shithead uh, Taylor Taylor something who who got uh, got knifed by a little little demon. I mean the dude was on some kind of power powerful 
pharmaceutical. He wasn't even human. I mean, you see him bouncing around, and I watched the uncensored video, and that dude looked like a horror movie demon the way he was jumping and bouncing around and stabbing that guy, and it wasn't a human doing that. And so, so that's what we're about. And same with the woman, who the, the CEO in Baltimore who opened up her door to some, some, some big uh, groid who killed her. And then the, the third in the trifecta is the Philly homo who's like so cares about uh, Antifa and BLM and he's such a supporter when he's not grabbing his ankle and biting his pillow that he really champions uh, uh, the Black Lives Matter and the Antifa and, and the, the Bolshevik 2.0 revolution. That guy got, got, got shot and killed seven, seven in, the, in the heart by some psychotic groid, right? So that's what we're talking about. And, and Ayo Kamathi is a courageous guy. I'm not friends with Ayo. Ayo is a true black nationalist. He is all about black people in Africa and the continent and all that. But you know what? The old saying, enemy of my enemy is my friend, and in this case, ally. I mean, I respect what he's doing. He's a sharp guy. He hustles. He works hard. He went out in front of the ADL. You know, he didn't have that many people show up. I think it was 10 or 15. But he did the whole his whole shtick. He gave different speeches and all that. And so he's he's not just talking like so many people when they get to 30 or 40 years old. They like to talk a good game, but they don't do anything, right? They don't do anything. This guy's in his 40s. He's he realized it wasn't whitey. It's Jewy. But make no mistake, he is about black people just like we're about white people. But we do understand that there's a common enemy. And I and I want to promote his efforts because, like I said, I don't know very many people who would go have a rally in front of the ADL headquarters in the District of Criminals and, and flip and uh, uh, give a speech, right? That, that takes a certain level of, uh, of testicular fortitude that I don't know a lot of people have, and he has it. So good for him. But what was disappointing to me, and I'll turn it over to you now, is you you are a charismatic alpha white male, right? There's no doubt about it. I mean, you, you just hear it in your voice, and 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 you're highly highly intelligent. You're you know, you're a critical thinker. You have a keen mind. You could be like a prosecuting attorney if you wanted to, or a DA or something. If you had chosen that path, you would have been great at it because you just you're like a laser man. You just drill to what's vital, and 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 you're you're very eloquent in how you represent your positions as a white nationalist and white supremacist i mean i guess i think you you you've, i've heard you call yourself that before and so the problem is though is is you know the callers are calling in and everybody's you know being respectful to io and then the woman galen calls in and it's like it was kind of like a kumbaya moment i mean i really you know i'm not gonna i didn't really agree with where she was going but it was kind of one of those things where you had to like you know, hold hands and say kumbaya, right? Because it was the right thing to do. And then you follow up and you didn't really, you, you, you wanted to address her stuff. And what was amazing to me, and I'll turn it over to you for your thoughts, but, and then I'll, I thought I completely played it wrong. And, uh, but I'll turn it over to you and your, your thoughts about how, how, what happened happened. Right, so there's a lot there to unpack, including many terms I'd like to define, but I'm not going to. This is this is a two-hour show in and of itself, where somebody like myself and you, and maybe a third person, go back and forth. Um, right. I didn't at that point. I did not have anything uh, to negative to say about IO. In fact, there are those in the so-called white nationalist community that would take you to task for promoting him or being friends with him, including those who have said that they think he's a shill, government shill. He used to be an employee of the federal government, and blah blah blah. I'm not really one of those, okay? To be honest mm-hmm. with you, I don't really care. Did he or did yeah. he not? The federal government? Yes, no. 
You know, what is it that he says? In other words, what is the content of what he says? What does his book say? And of course, in my opinion, that's all good. Um, here's, here's where the issue came up, okay, as I was addressing a falsehood that Galen said, and here's her exact quote. She said this, she said, I'm in the small camp that believes that IQ is environmentally influenced and based on what opportunity is provided, not innate, okay? Now, environmentally influenced, yes, intelligence can be environmentally influenced by nutrition, all right, that's a fact. But as far as the gulf of the 15 to 20 points that, again, this is what's called the standard deviation, there is no accounting for this. It's all biological. In fact, it's based upon not just testing, but autopsies that were done. So unless Galen and somebody, I mean, she did say small camp, and I'll give her that. So the reason it's small, Galen and any other callers that think that intelligence is, quote, what opportunities you're given or environmental you need to look at the literature because that's not what it suggests. And as a matter of fact, based upon autopsies, not just the brain and the structures in the brain are different, including the brain case volume, the mass, the uh, convolutions and so forth. But m the internal organs are often different between blacks and whites and other right. races. The bones and the skeleton. See, this is the thing that drives me crazy about stupid, uneducated white people people you don't have to dive into this very deep a few hours and you're done and you'll realize hey black people are not white people in a black skin suit okay? exactly that's not how it works right and so for somebody a grown woman to come on assuming she's lived an entire life and had access to the internet in my opinion there's no excuse for saying such nonsense and that's why i had to jump in perhaps i should have resisted but like i said what it revealed with somebody like Io, with something that I've already known, is that generally no black person can stand having it pointed out that there are intelligent or academic performance differences between whites and blacks that are based upon their race and not the schools or the books or the socioeconomic level. They will go ahead and gloat over athletic prowess and physical differences, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they'll, they will laugh, oh, white men can't jump, you know, white, white men can't run fast in the sprint. Right. It would be like me making the argument that the reason that I'm not in the Olympics running the 100-yard dash is because of racism, okay? It really is truly insane, and I guess what gets to me sometimes is I try to bring a level of what I call clarity and sanity to the discussion, and nobody can be under the illusion of what's coming our way if we allow ourselves because of our tolerance and because of right. our lack of our lack of racism, now people don't like the word racism, fine. Our lack of racial unity to prevent what the Jews have in store. And believe me, make no mistake, they want us to become Rhodesia Zimbabwe. They want yep. us to become South because they know what it's a disaster. There's an old axiom, an old adage I'll bring up, and I think you'll like it. <clears throat> you give white people a pile of bricks, and they'll build you a city. You give blacks a city, and they'll give you a pile of bricks. <laughs> That's a good one. I hadn't heard that before. That's yeah. good. This is the reality. They cannot even maintain, even even when they're giving the given the manuals and the instructions, right? They cannot maintain society or civilization because they're not capable of inventing it or building it. The list of what blacks didn't accomplish is enormous. And it's far, far greater than what they did. And the list of what white people have not accomplished is basically infinitesimal compared to the other races. Unfortunately, it's the way it is. 
nature is unequal. In fact, there's a great chapter I'm going to recommend to anybody go look up online, Lothrop Stoddard's book, The Rise of the Underman. And there's a chapter in there called The Iron Law of Inequality. And it's just, I'm sorry, folks, it's reality. We're not equal. We're never going to be equal. Not even a half a million years or more of evolution is going to make the blacks equal with us in terms of their ability to produce civilization. We don't need anything from them. But they certainly can benefit from us in terms of standard of living and inventions. Every white person and certainly every black person that pushes a button, flips a switch, turns a key, or does anything of modern convenience, you can thank a white man for that. I'll rest there, buddy. Well, uh, uh, good timing. We're, we're going to hit the bottom of the hour. So uh, please uh, stay tuned with more of, of Giuseppe and northern nevada paul as we we break down the uh cause the big stir paul and the thing the thing that that got me is i agree with everything you said and that's the whole ploy of the jew and world communism and one world one world government is we're all equal it's a lie we're only equal the moment we are born and the moment we're dead other than that complete inequality stay tuned after these messages and we'll continue this compelling discussion on the same asylum Listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? 
Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. You need to exterminate the Jews. All and only the Jews. They're not white. They're not good, not cool. They're good for nothing. Uh, playing fake fucking Holocaust. Scumbag fucking Jews. Sane Asylum, number 181. I'm your host, Giuseppe, and we're joined by co-host Northern Nevada Paul. Compelling discussion about last week's encounter by calling in to disagree with a female caller named Galen. And and uh, But first, I think, uh, Sam, if you could cue up uh, clip number 16, which uh, sometimes, you know, I'm not a fan of uh, degeneracy and homosexuality at all. But this black butt blaster... It really sums it up. And listen to this, Paul. But, like, why do black people always have to make everything about race? Why do they always pull the race card? Because everything is about race. Everything. From the place that you work at, the neighborhoods that you stay in, food deserts, health care, police, stereotypes, 
microaggressions. Hell, even all the way down to the air that you fucking breathe. Everything is about race. And white people, I know that y'all are not used to being uncomfortable, and you may not like that, but it's the truth. And for y'all to say that everything is not about race further proves my point, because you are not black in this world. The more that we just be honest with ourselves and realize that and get your heads out the sand, the more that we can actually move forward. But all this I don't see color and all lives matter shit, bitch, I see you. We will not make any progress with that mindset. Everything is about race. But like, why Yeah, but I- not in the way that that black homo means, though, Paul. It's about race in the sense of accountability. As I mentioned earlier, there's brilliant high-level individuals of every tribe but the bottom line is uh this country the european nations canada they were carved out to be white christian countries and only the satanic talmudic uh children of the devil the vile jew has uh made up bullshit for over a century now that we're a great melting pot never intended to be a great melting pot paul intended to be uh, a white country of high character landowners, basically. So your thoughts? Well, yeah, there's a interesting, uh, shall we say, uh, theory or debate about where this term melting pot came from or who first coined it. But yeah, you know, the thing is, he's essentially right. And of course, there's so much more to the topic. I think uh, you're familiar with, uh, I know David Duke is not alone in saying it, but that demography is destiny. I mean, nobody can doubt the fact that if you take, say, 10,000 uh, Nordic men, okay, and you put them on an island with ample resources, and you come back in 100 or 200 years, they're going to have some shit organized. And right. if, you, if you put, put like 100,000, you know, blacks on the same, you know, piece of geography with the same ample resources, climate, fertile, fertile soil, etc., well, uh, we can speculate about what they might create, but if we look to Africa and we read what the British explorers wrote, you know, I, there's other explorers to Africa besides the British, but of course they wrote in English, so that's you know what we're all familiar with. Mm-hmm. And you know, people need to familiarize themselves with the descriptions of what they saw and the behavior that they witnessed, the absolute savagery, savagery and cruelty to each other, right? And of course, on this continent, uh, you know, there's a litany of crimes that anybody can access. In fact, uh, National Vanguard has an amazing. Uh, sort of library, I guess, if you will, of the most uh, horrendous uh, black-on-white crimes, and we all are familiar with the statistics. Which brings me to a quick other little point I'll address because of what uh, Galen's call. And I thought she said also impulse control, uh, but she didn't. I thought she had, but of course she mentioned IQ and didn't do and all that other stuff. But, you know, we've all heard this right, Giuseppe, impulse control. And I'm going to address this because I think it's another bunch of nonsense, all right? And here's why. Giuseppe, you've been poor in your life, I bet, and so have I, right? That's mm-hmm. right. I, within the last 20 years, I would. there's been a few periods in my life where, you know, work was slow, and, and I literally had, uh, you know, like a single, uh, maybe double digits in my checking account where I'm wondering where, you know, how I'm going to buy groceries and what exactly is that I'm going to eat. But have you ever had the impulse to rip a purse out of an old lady's hand, knocking no. her to the ground and perhaps breaking her arm? No. Have you ever had the impulse to carjack? Have you ever had the impulse to uh, do a, a strong-arm robbery on a mini market or a liquor store? No. No matter how poor you are, you don't have these impulses. Have you ever had the impulse to rape? No. No. Most people 
people. It has nothing to do with socioeconomic level or cultural education. In many cases, you know, the average person has not experienced. And believe me, I've had black people tell me this. Black people are correct when they've said to me the average white person has no idea how nasty, how ghetto, how thug these ignorant niggers are. That's the word that they've used to me. Uh, there was a black guy used to be my neighbor. You know, loved the guy. Okay, we were good friends. But again, going back to this idea of he, in many ways, was very delusional about this stuff called racism. And I still remember what he said to me. He goes, yeah, he had a horrendous childhood growing up in, in L.A., and he was determined to grow up to raise his children and to live in a white neighborhood, which he did. He got a good job with the school district, and he raised his kids in a white neighborhood. He was determined to do that to prevent them from going through what he went through as a kid. Right. So the blacks, they know their own behavior. They know their own culture. And all I'm ever looking to do with people is to have an honest discussion about it. And you saw how it went off the rails, and Io started calling me a small man, right, and all this other stuff. And then at the end, you heard him say, oh— Oh, there's things I, I wouldn't say if I was standing in front of him because it wouldn't go well for me. And it's like, isn't this where blacks always go? Okay, They can't calmly debate or even admit a point that you've made. They have to bring in this physicality, this physical threat, which a friend of mine said years ago, pretty much it's all they got. So you can't blame them. And so, like I said, everybody heard the call and what happened to it. What was stunning to me is is I was a very intelligent guy and you know the you know there's a lot many many white people that I'm incredibly unimpressed with you know the the Jew attack on the quality of our tribe and the dumbing down of the whites has just been incredibly effective and so but one thing you know you mentioned early on about io that oh yeah he worked he was a i know his true story right and these 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 mouthy idiots who figured it all out well they never are right and here's what what really happened io was a civilian employee for the uh the naval the navy down at the shipyards down in the district right he was uh, uh he making six figures he was a high level administrator he was very good at his job and then he discovered that there was hundreds of millions of dollars in impropriety being stolen and literally sent to Israel, right? And so he reported it, he reported it, and it cost him his job, they went after him, I mean, it cost him everything. And that's the onus of why he went from blaming Whitey to blaming Jewy, because he realized that this was being stolen and, and sent to Israel, and, and like the kikes do all the time, they rip off this country for trillions with a T dollars. And so the guy, you know, he, he's a good guy. But on the other hand, he is all about being a black nationalist, just like you and I champion the white tribe. And it was sad to me uh, when I was thinking about the show because it was really, you know, all of a sudden I got super intense energy-wise. And and, uh, and you really handled yourself well. But to me, I would have thought that he would have just said, you know, and pivoted away from, from even if he you, – you weren't like – using innuendo to insult him you were just stating basic facts and you weren't you know coming at him you were really going more after the woman galen and what what he the proper play for him to retain his standing as a this noble black guy taking on the jews would have been to say you know just said hey you know uh, you know you you champion your tribe i champion mine but really right now we're working together going after the Jew because Jews are the problem. That's what he yeah. should have said. It would, would, you know, but instead I was really stunned to see him go, 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 go all, uh, uh, you know, uh, black macho on you like that. It was really, I was really stunned in, in the moment. 
I, you know, to be honest, I, I wasn't that surprised. I was a little more surprised that he's go branching off into like homosexuality, which I, I don't know how that came in the discussion. But yeah, you're right. Everybody, you know, has 2020 hindsight when, oh, I should have said this and that. And of course, the, the smart thing would have been to just step aside diplomatic and say, well, I'm not going to take issue right now with the intelligence of the IQ question. Let's leave that to the side. And, you know, we do have a common enemy. And I said, okay, fine. You know, my, my, uh, my beef was with what Galen stated, which is, of course, complete falsehood that there right. isn't a biological in an in, innate nature to both academic performance and intelligence, which is the capability to perform academically. And again, you know, this the data is, is done on this. It doesn't matter. Despite like 70 plus years of ever increasing per pupil spending in all school districts, the difference between whites and Asians and blacks and Hispanics has not changed one bit. And it's interesting to note when you put it this way, and there's no other way to put it, it's what the data suggests. The most accurate predictor of academic success is race. It's not income level. It's right. not economic status it's not the education level of your parents okay because what's been shown many times is that white children from two parents who did not graduate college and who have menial or blue collar jobs always consistently do better than black children of parents where their parents are college educated right. might even have a higher economic status in fact the highest uh, SAT score and other achievement scores ever achieved was by a white kid who was homeless, living with his mother in a motor home. Okay, so again, the data is clear, just like the physiological, anatomical data. It's again, if you if you quibble with science, right? If you quibble with data, then in my opinion, you quibble with reality and we all know the reality of the differences between the races and i don't wish ill i don't want to attack africa i don't want to bomb any of these poor countries i want to leave them alone and grant them tourist visas on occasion for visit to our white homelands okay i don't want to be drowning in a sea of blacks and browns and asians and that's what we all as white people need to be uh united behind because that's the agenda of the jew and of course we all know that the jew is using a real weapon to destroy us which is these people okay so separate from the existence of the jew and his agenda these people are still bad for us okay we all know that in large numbers well yeah and and you know there's been the 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 scientism the garbage jew science that all races are equal it's all just in pursuit of the jews goal of controlling the entire world right and the greatest gift that anyone could give any race be it a mestizo indian be it a, a chinese be it a a hindu indian be it a, a black african is self-determination you know what here you go you, you we're gonna deal fairly with you and your resources you know let's sign a trade agreement and and you you now have billions of dollars we want your lithium we want your diamonds it's the rest is up to you we're not going to interfere none of this nonsense from these abrahamic bullshit religions that think they've got to uh, make these africans or these hindu indians into uh act like us wrong that we should be have been for and need to now kick them out especially the jew and, and fortify fortress americana for white people and i guess right. to a certain extent oh, go ahead 
No, no, you're exactly correct. And I would just add also the greatest gift of what you just mentioned that we can give any of these people is their own territory. Okay? Right. Their exactly. own their own land where they can be unmolested, okay, by for example, us or anybody else, right? And they can be protect they can nurture and protect their own and we can deal fairly with them. We can trade with them. Right, we can we can do whatever it is we choose we want to do to them. But one right. thing we don't want is to be invaded by them and for them to continue to drop their babies on our land. We have to. There has to be a land for the people, no matter what group or race you are, that you can control your own destiny. So if they don't want to be subject to racism, I'm all in favor of them not being subject to racism. Okay, it's not right. their fault. That they're born black or Mexican or. Or Asian, okay, it's just like it's not our fault we were born white. It's just the way it is. Right. And again, you've said over and over, and you're completely correct, there's only one group that wants to destroy this territorial integrity, okay? And it's not our choosing, and it's not necessarily the blacks. The blacks are being used, for example. We've seen the footage in, in, in Europe. Uh, we know what's going on here. There's a lot of blacks coming across the southern border, as well as the mestizos. And I'll just tell a quick anecdotal story, which will make this point, okay, about what's going on with Mexico or or any of these Central American countries. It's a mestizo culture. And as William Mm -hmm. Pierce said, mestizos always produce the same sort of culture. And you can look across and see this in Central and South America and Mexico. And there's a guy that contacted me recently, and I used to work with him, as I've told you and many of the listeners. I was in landscaping for 30-plus years. Mm -hmm. I used a lot of Mexican and Guatemalan labor. No bones about it. And many of them were great workers, and I became friends with quite a few of them. This guy contacted me. We had not talked or been in communication for over 12 years. He used to work for me. And he said he's coming back from, to California. Now, he moved back to Mexico, and he's been there for 12 years. And he did a number of things. He was a bank teller, and he mm-hmm. actually became a policeman for five years. Yeah. And I asked how come you don't want to be a cop anymore? He goes, well, it's low pay, and it's dangerous, right? Right. And essentially, the opportunities there are so minimal that he wants to come back to California. Now he's going to be in his early 40s and be a day laborer again. And I just can't help but think, why the hell? This country of Mexico, rich in natural resources, fertile soil, a fantastic climate. Why don't they have the sort of organized society where they could stay there and build a life for themselves and a life for their families there? As opposed to coming here, and it's a combination of two answers. One, white people here, and of course, the Jewish rule there as well as here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say in the observation, I don't know if you read read this week, caught the article where a lot of the uh, longtime uh, residents of Mexico are really pissed because so many American whites are moving to Mexico because the quality of living on, on a limited income is way better and they're all pissed because they're literally instead of as as we're getting invaded they're now getting invaded too it's just absurd yeah yeah and, and again I'm sure that they would resent it less if they weren't so poor and struggling and they weren't quote our servants they would appreciate probably the, the tourist dollars and many of them do but uh, let's face it, I, I knew a guy that used to work in a warehouse uh, you know, a long time ago, interacted with him many times. His wife spoke Spanish. They take a vacation to Mexico, and he told me his wife never wanted to go there again you know, because she, she overheard so many conversations and let him know what was happening. And look, there's tremendous resentment and hatred. You know, you talk about racism. Believe me, Mexicans are racist, okay? Oh, sir. The, the whole world is racist, especially against us whites, because of the actions 
of the uh, d- the children of the devil, the Jew, who look white, but they're not white, as we well know. And so they, they're making it bad for everybody now, and, and horrible, as a matter of fact. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, God bless Io, God bless everybody, really. But the problem is, is uh, the real enemy, our shared enemy, is the Talmudic Satanic Jew. And that is, uh, I mean, can you believe what's going on with the, this phony uh, so-called Hamas attack? And, and and all of a sudden now it's going to open up to this big war that BB Nutty a hole has wanted uh, for uh, his wet dream for how many decades, and 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 you see all these white race traders who are oh the Jew oh poor Jew like that that pseudo intellectual fraud jo- Jordan penis son, and I don't know if you read that tweet from that vile. Uh, Jewess Laura Loomer, who was going to get a nose job and convert to Christianity to try and get elected to uh, Florida House of Representatives. And, and, and go ahead. No, I was just laughing. Yeah, Laura Loomer, the, the conversion and the nose job. Nothing better than a converso, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But I mean, that's what we're dealing with. And it's sad that, you know, you, 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 I don't know if you get on Twitter much, but I have it set up like a news feed and then. All these whites are, oh, my God, we have to stand with Israel. Really? Why? What what have they done to the entire world the last 150 years? And, and you and you, you know, you I'm sure you've seen it. I've seen them. The, the Middle East before the Rothschild sent the, these demons into uh, Palestine, it was a it was a cool place to live. I've seen pictures in the 1920s or so, very sophisticated. They were acting like Europeans. Um, the, much of the entirety of the Middle East was was well on its way to being uh, sophisticated. Um, and all of a sudden, you, you introduce the parasitic subhuman Jew to it all, and boom! Look at what we have now. It's unbelievable. So it's interesting. You mentioned, uh, so for example, um, uh, I think they used to call Beirut. Didn't they also refer to Beirut as the Paris of the Middle East? Yes, uh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I know I actually know a couple. They're back there now, but they were managing for a few years out here a grocery outlet. In fact, grocery outlet is one of those chains where you can buy like a franchise and you can run and manage it. And you know, all he did is he just he saved all his money. He actually went back home, so he's going to be quite wealthy in his own country but it was funny as he lived here in america since he was 17 i think he's now 34 35 but he just started working his tail off right away he actually uh, was raised in ohio uh and then he came out to california but anyway he told me it was a hard time convincing his lebanese wife to go back to lebanon you know one of the things she said to him he he told me this it was funny she says to him honey why would you want to leave a place where you can take a hot shower anytime and go to a place where that's not always the case. And I, I remember asking him, I said, well, wait a minute, Lebanon is an advanced country, right? Is that true? Is there times where taking a hot shower is an issue? It goes, yeah, no, there could be times where that's, that's a problem. There might not be sufficient water or sufficient hot water, electricity. There's a number of issues like that. And he goes, but it's my country, it's my people, and that's where I, I want to be. I said, okay, man. So, so this is yeah. what Laura Loomer posted to Twitter either yesterday or today. And listen to the lies, the lie of uh, fish swim, birds fly, Jews lie. And this is just a perfidious uh, subhuman uh, piece of shit, Laura Loomer. There is no such thing as Palestine. It's always been a figment of the imagination of Islamic terrorists and Jew haters. Israel belongs to the Jews. 
For the sake of humanity and what is righteous and good in the war on evil, Israel must level Gaza, flatten it into a parking lot, and then glass it. You know, uh, the the one state solution doesn't include a world or a scenario where Israelis can coexist with Hamas animals. I would flip that, actually, and their sympathizers. They must be shown through IDF force that they don't exist and they, their pretend homeland doesn't exist. But actually, uh, Kike Loomer, it did exist and you invaded them. But you're a liar, and as all Jews are. We will not recognize these animals, and the entire world must unite in rejecting them and denying them any sense of dignity. There is no reasoning with Islamic terrorists. I mean, this is, this is, I could go on, but you get it, you know. I mean, to me, reply to Laura Loomer, and I'll, because I don't want to be accused of Fed posting, so I'll, I'll leave it partially blank. The only Jew is fill in the blank. Decide for yourself what what uh, they deserve. But man, uh, and the other thing, Paul, is I've already found three retired IDF members. All three of them say that this is a staged event that you couldn't, uh, when they were in the IDF, the security was so robust that you, you, you couldn't, uh, uh, a cockroach, a, a, a rat couldn't get through and, and would be known about. So, and, and up until what, a couple weeks ago or a month or two ago, that ever so often the, uh, the so-called uh, Palestinians might throw a couple rocks and then they'd get gunned down and they'd shoot pregnant women and all that. And all of a sudden now there's this massive rocket attack. I mean, this is such a farce. This is, this is right out of the protocols that the, 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 the vile Jews set up uh, their their own to act like Hamas, fire a bunch of rockets into Israel, uh, uh, create this horrific scenario, and, and in sacrificing the lesser brethren. Because keep in mind, the last year has been really rough. More and more people are waking up and realizing what the vile kikes are really all about. I mean, you look at uh, Kanye West last year and and others with and and the hashtag ban the ADL. I mean, they the people are starting to wake up. So of course, of course, they're going to pull this shit now. Your thoughts? Well, you know, I had the thought even before you brought up this topic about wouldn't it be interesting if we armed uh, Hamas or armed the Palestinians the way we do the Ukrainians? You know, make there them you up, go, double the playing field a little bit and see, uh, you know, see how they feel about this idea that there was no such thing as Palestine and. I mean, it's just laughable. Okay, well, really, then, what what orchards did you plow up, and what villages did you destroy, right? Yeah. And steal houses from Palestinians who have built nice brick homes, right? And so we're coming up to the top of the hour, Paul, and NP, and I just want to say that, you know, both are the two worldwide independent networks, uh, republicbroadcasting.org and speakfreeradio.com, are both doing fundraisers right now, and, and they have bills to pay, so if you can afford if you like listening to either network or both try and go to each website republicbroadcasting.org or speak3radio.com and, and give them a couple bucks because you know it's getting tough uh with uh, the various platforms and servers and things being shut down yet you, you you have to pay a little premium to stay on the air so um all right here we go hour one done hour two we're going to open up the phone lines so after these messages call in tell us what you think about the great from Godzilla. Are you sick of censorship? 
TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. 